0: Chairshot.com. The Chairshot.com. Always,
1: always
0: use your head.
1: You are now listening to Chairshot Radio. Always use your head.
0: Pause. another Sunday coming into you Mother's Day edition of chair shot radio hello everyone it's Patrick O'Dowd back with his partner in crime on Sunday's mr. David Ongar and we have the distinct honor of giving you a Mother's Day edition of chair shot radio where we're going to talk about mom's favorite sport hockey. Everybody knows out there, hockey moms are the way to go. We love them. You love us. Hockey moms listening, happy Mother's Day to you. Lugging that equipment in the SUV to those dirty-ass, smelly rinks where your kids skate around and fall all over the place until about fourth grade or so. And then they start to get some skills. And, you know, and then you get into real, real deals with peewees and whatnot. But like I said, not here by myself. Patrick O'Dowd with david ungar we are here for the chair shot radio uh sunday edition here on the chair shot radio network and part of the Chairshot.com. dave missed you last week bro missed you you missed a great conversation
1: oh about r2d2 ruling the universe with an iron appendage
0: as the low key most powerful being in the star wars universe and as i said on the show did i went full jedi from a certain point
1: of view, you will find that many of the truths we cling to depend on our own point of view.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I see I the would.
1: argument, even if I, I don't necessarily agree with it. I still see it. He knows everything. I, he literally does. Like that's the thing is, and I, I tried to explain this to Ray. Star Wars
0: Rebels really set it for me. Like before, or not Rebels? Um, Clone Wars. When you watch what. How they use R2D2 throughout Clone Wars, you're just like, damn. Damn, he just knows everything. They give him all of the secrets. All of the secrets. But anyway, that's yeah, that was last week. This is this week. We we have we have a playoff hockey picture, and we have playoff hockey starting this week, man. And that's gonna be that's gonna be real exciting. So we're gonna get everybody up to speed on where we stand with the playoffs. We do have one playoff spot truly in question. We have another one that's technically in question, but we uh, we're pretty sure we know how that one's going to pan out. And then this week's edition of Your Team Sucks was originally going to be me ragging on the St. Louis Cardinals, and since that discussion has happened, the Cardinals are now like in first place in the Central, and so I, I guess I'm okay. But uh a new contender, a new contender stepped forward. And it's not a team; it's an organization, and it's one that we love here on the Sunday edition of Chairshot Radio because we're going to go in on the NHL because, frankly, they've been a disgrace and they suck. And so, you're going to hear a lot of "you suck, you jackasses," I'm sure, when we get into the NHL as an organization. Am I wrong, Dave?
1: No, this has actually been a week where the um, NHL took front and center stage. You know, it usually it's this time of year everybody's talking nba baseball that sort of thing the nfl draft but the uh and of course jake paul stealing floyd mayweather's hat and all that bullshit but this week yeah the nhl took center stage and caught a lot of shit from a lot of people and a lot of it's well deserved as we will discuss
0: right so why don't we get into it i'm just going to play a little music get us in the mood as we talk some hockey Okay, so let's let's get it. We, like I mentioned at the top of the show, as we got loading in, we have a we have a playoff hockey picture pretty much in place at this point. As the West is all settled with the uh, the stunning clinch by my St. Louis Blues in the most St. Louis Blues fashion. That's right, kids. We we got our point via tie to go to overtime, and then. Probably lost to Las Vegas in overtime because we're we're the blues and we're not we're pretenders. I'm standing by the pretenders. The East has wrapped up in terms of positions though. We got one game to go. Is there any way that Washington can get Pittsburgh as of Saturday?
1: Oh yeah. Pittsburgh's got one game left. The Caps have two. So, so there's an opportunity for you to leapfrog Pittsburgh and still
0: get that number one seed.
1: There is Boston's got three left, so in theory, they could leap into first place as well. The Islanders, not so much. Um so right yeah, right now and, and I mean and the thing is the Caps and the Bruins play the very last regular season game, which yep. is highly likely to make this uh, this potential seven game series an eight game series, because you know, I, and I don't know how hard they're going to go at each other in that game. If really nothing's on the line other than seeding. I mean, now maybe if, maybe if the winner of that gets home ice advantage for that series, then maybe, yeah, you're going all out. Uh, but right, right now it sure looks like, and it could change, sure, it could change, but right now it looks like we're going to get Pittsburgh, the Islanders in the first round and Capitals in Boston in the first round. And I mean, <laughs> I I've got my thoughts as to those two series as, as to where I think they'll, they'll go. I mean, if we're doing a mini preview right now, uh,
0: yeah, well, we can talk about it in a second. I do want to talk about the two playoff positions that are in question. Yeah. Still, uh, let's move over to the central real quick. Cause that's the intriguing one where we've still got Dallas and Nashville separated by two points with two to play.
1: Each team has two to play, but So
0: that is as of Saturday, by the way, when we're
1: recording. And here's the tricky part. Nashville, if I remember correctly, is playing the Carolina Hurricanes, who have clinched the division. Um, Right. And they've got two with them. Dallas has got two with Chicago. So (laughs) this this is where it gets interesting, is if you're looking, it's like, okay, Carolina has wrapped up the division. They've got nothing to play for. Yes, you want to stay right. sharp, you want to stay fresh. uh Dallas got a huge win just uh against I think I forget who they beat. I think it was Tampa, yeah, they beat Tampa the other night,, yeah. which handed Carolina the division. If you're telling me if I'm looking at this straight up and just saying, okay, <laughs> Nashville's got two against the division champion, who may take their foot off the gas some, but not a whole lot and And Dallas plays Chicago who has absolutely nothing to play for right i, I gotta so, i got I gotta give Dallas the edge here and think that they're going to catch Nashville and get now I don't know who how the tiebreaker goes, I guess it goes head to head, and I don't know who's got the edge there right, but head to head how like winning percentage like Nashville versus Dallas, like who they played each um, other eight times
0: I in against each other, yeah, got you I see. Um, I mean, I'm sure we could effort that if we really wanted to, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Cause that season, those two games we'll know by what, like Wednesday is that, as I think that's when right? they're supposed maybe- to wrap
1: up. Um, I think in theory, they're the first division that's going to conclude supposedly. And they, they could start as early as March or May 13th. So their hmm. playoffs would start first. I mean, right now it's Carolina versus Nashville, Dallas. The series that's going to be an absolute war is Tampa Bay and Florida. I mean, that's going to happen. That's yeah. etched in stone. It's just a question of who has home ice. Right now, it looks like Tampa's got the tiebreaker advantage there. They got right the edge. That one's probably going to go seven You know, at this point. And if Tampa gets back Kucherov and they get back Stamkos, I think Tampa comes out and, and moves on to the next round. But, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a hell of a series.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a lot of fun and yeah, again, they both play a very fun style of hockey well. Like I love watching Tampa play frankly, like just how fast they they tend to play. Like they they are all about speed and I, and I love it. Going down to Canada, technically Canada is still in doubt. But Canada is not in doubt. Montreal, barring some travesty, is going to clinch. They are 10 points up on Uh, Calgary and that doesn't even really matter it's because of Vancouver who still has like 10 games to play but is in last place they're languid, they're terrible they're just technically still alive for playoff contention but they'd have to win out basically and Montreal would have to lose out to to make that so so I'm I'm gonna pencil in when you look at the clinches, I'm gonna pencil in the X there for old uh, for old Montreal, and the Canadian Hockey Club will will move on into the playoffs and where they get Toronto. Yeah. my before, where where my Stanley Cup favorite, the Toronto Maple Leafs, will probably choke in the first round because that's what they do. No, I'm not. I don't think it's this year. This year, I I am happy that outside of a little hiccup. Toronto has basically been wire to wire in the Scotia North, yeah. If you will
1: exactly, and Austin Matthews has had. I mean, I think you're looking at the Hart Trophy winner right now is got to Austin Matthews or McDavid. Somebody from the from the from the North Division is going to win the Hart Trophy this year. But I, I don't, I don't like Montreal's chances against Toronto at all. I don't think they match up very well at all. I, I think Toronto in five is going to be my my ballsy pick right here. Uh, the yeah. Edmonton and Winnipeg is going to be the better series of those two and and I that's a tougher one for me I mean Edmonton you I want to say Edmonton I really want to believe in these guys but they uh, it's hard you know and and Winnipeg's no better because they tend to collapse as well I mean I'll if Edmonton's got home ice and they do you know probably go with the Oilers in seven because and mainly that's because I want to see Edmonton Toronto (laughs) I really want to see that there, series. Because yeah,
0: everything's everything in Canada is shaked out pretty clearly. Like Toronto and Toronto, and Montreal are going to play each other. Toronto's going to have a home ice. Edmonton's up seven points with two to play or four to play. So it's not like it's insurmountable. But again, like you know this, Dave, like most teams, out, out of most games, unless you straight up lose, you're going to get a point. So if you know, you're playing the ties or whatever, Edmonton's going to be fine and, and they'll have that home ice.
1: Right, I, I so, wanted I wanted to go over to the West because I, I got to ask you. Oh, it's gonna be the Knights and the Blues in the first round. I, I mean, I think that oh, that's they're gonna get smoked. <laughs> they're gonna get smoked. They're gonna
0: like you. You messaged me yesterday. Blues clinched, and this morning I sent you a gif, and it was a gif of Randy Quaid from Major League Two, being like, "Whatever, they'll blow it in the playoffs. They will." They will. They'll blow it in the playoffs. That's what the Blues are going to do. They're not good enough to – I I don't think they're – like even if they get out of Vegas, they're not going to beat Colorado. And I don't think Minnesota is going to beat Colorado. So, like, I think your pick of Colorado – was not either picked the Avalanche to go – I like I think that's still a good pick. And I think that they're going to come out of the West. Like, like they're just – I don't know. They're, they're the team. Like, I buy into Colorado more than I buy into Vegas, and Vegas is, you know, basically has the division wrapped up. So, yeah, I I don't buy them. The Blues, I just don't – I get it. Anything can hop, happen in hockey, right? Like, anything can and will happen in hockey, and a lot of times the top seeds don't win. The Blues just don't have the horses. They, they've been hurt. Their hurt guys have come back, and they've shown grit and toughness. They've taken on Craig Berube's personality, but as a team, like they're—I don't buy them uh, at all. And like, and I'll still watch them when they're regionally available out here on the East Coast. When I don't get to watch all, when I am able to avoid being forced to watch Bruins playoff games, like I'll watch them and I'll cheer for them. But I just—I don't feel good about them
1: at all. They don't. They. They've done well to get to the playoffs. And I know you thought they were pretenders, and Arizona helped a lot by collapsing down the stretch. But St. Louis has played well the last couple of weeks. They have. I, I, I they tend to fair. agree with you that when you're comparing them to where Vegas is right now, and there's what, a 17? No. Oh, my goodness. 21 no, it's point, a 21 21 point, point gap between Vegas and St. Louis. And that's a lot. And Vegas is a hell of a it, it team. And I'll go
0: back to. Right, and I'll go back to my refrain that I've talked about all season about successful teams, and it's 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 so funny because I can I can already hear people being like, well, no shit, but it's goal differential, like n- the Blues are going to make the playoffs with a negative seven in differential. Vegas is plus fifty nine, like the and the Blues have not been a positive goal differential team all season. They 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 get their points through ties, and that doesn't that gets you the that can get you the playoffs, but it's not gonna get you a cup. No, and when you have to rely on, I I mean the overtime stuff doesn't work. Right, the Blues are gonna have to steal one in Las Vegas, get either one or two. I think they're gonna get swept. Like I, I'm predicting sweep give them one
1: (laughs) i mean and the thing you have to remember is that we're not in the bubble this year so there is travel involved Mm -hmm. there are going to be fans you are going to get some of that energy of course we know home ice means nothing in the nhl playoffs but still it's meaningful home court advantage in all sports exactly but this year you know it it will be different than last year where there was it was completely neutral um so i think you'll, you'll see some you'll see some impact of that but not enough here even with the fans in St. Louis, even if they charge back and play Gloria every single game, they might nope, take that one two years ago. <laughs> yeah. They might take one two years ago. Uh, Colorado, Minnesota is going to be a tough series, but I, 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 yeah, I, 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 I think
0: six, I think it goes six, yeah. I it goes six I but agree. I don't like, but I think that again, the depth of Colorado, like it, it as, as you look at this and all three of those teams are really, really good. As you know, you're separated by five points. With a couple games to play, I just I still buy Colorado's depth. They can score from anywhere. Their their defensemen are ridiculous. Uh, I've talked about Kale McCarr for how how many times, Uh, and I and I got to see him up close and personal because I got to watch him in college. But you can he's something special, and he is going to be good for a really really long time. He's only twenty
1: one. Oh, Colorado like is loaded. Somewhere there, they, they are, like he's ridiculous. They are loaded. Vegas is loaded. I think you're. I agree with you completely. Colorado in six against Minnesota. I, I 100% okay. agree with you.
0: They remind me of those Pittsburgh Penguin teams with Lemieux, Yager, and just talent top to bottom throughout that whole. And it's still like I I question. How Pittsburgh didn't win more cups with those guys? They
1: did it's, win back to back cups. I mean, that's hard to do.
0: right. But like, but like dynasty. Like I just you just expect it is like the Red Wings, right? Like you just expected the Red Wings in the in the late '80s, early '90s right. to just like they're going to be there at the end and. I don't know. It's it's shaping up to be an exciting time for for playoffs. I'm looking forward to it, and come next week we'll actually be able to respond to some playoff
1: results. Yes, let's go back to the East, though. I want to go back to the East. I want to get your take on. Is it uh, it time for Dave's two minute no
0: rant on the the caption?
1: Not gonna be mad at him. I I just want to see what you think right now, and and this could change. We know this could change, but if it's if it's Washington, Boston in the first round. Your gut, your knee-jerk reaction. Who wins that series and why? Uh, I, I, is it going to hurt our friendship if I say Boston? No, because I'm going to say Boston too. But go
0: ahead. It's the Boston. Like this is going to really piss people off. It's the Boston grit thing. It's the Boston like toughness thing. I hate Brad Marchand, but if he was on my team, I'd want him on my team. I, I'd love it. Because he he Boston seems to have a way of getting under the skin of teams, and frankly, I question how together the Caps' heads are, based on where we've seen them the last week, like and what's been going, like just what's been going on on the ice, with. You know, with the Rangers, which we're going to talk about later. But Boston has a way of getting under the skin of teams and really impacting their ability to to be successful. And I think they're they're going to take Washington. I think they're going to take one of the first two games in the series, regardless of where it is. Especially if it's a Washington, they're going to steal one from Washington, and then they're going to struggle. The the Caps are going to struggle to get back. I think your goal problem that you've been worried about will finally rear its head. Cause the playoffs are a different animal. And yeah, at the end of the day, I think to
1: is, is going to be probably the ultimate difference. See, this is why I, I love you, Pat, because you hit right on exact. I, I don't, the Boston grit thing doesn't frighten me as much as the goaltending. Cause I think the caps from a physical standpoint, because whatever you want, whatever we're going to say about Tom Wilson, he's going to be there. And he is a force to deal with when he is on the ice and he's a big physical presence, and you put him with Anthony Mantha, they can move Boston around and physically dominate them. It's the goaltending situation that is going to be a problem. And Tuka Rask versus Vitek Vanacek or Ilya Samsonov, I agree with you. That's the difference. That's where the series falls apart. I take Boston in seven. I think it'll go the distance, but I take Boston in seven. Pittsburgh and the Islanders, I, you know, as much as it would pain me to say this, I'll take the penguins in six. I don't think the, the Islanders have failed to live up to expectations and, right. and, and they just, the sabers. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, and Pittsburgh just does what Pittsburgh does. And, and Crosby's not right. getting any younger. He's like Ovechkin. I mean, and the thing with the caps is it's hard to gauge them because Ovi has played what three minutes in the last two weeks. He's been sitting back and I'm like, you guys are in the playoffs. Who gives a shit seating doesn't matter so much. Let him rest. Um, So, you know, dropping a game to Philadelphia, whatever. But I think Pittsburgh just steamrolls the Islanders. Um, Maybe New York might get two out of that series just because they've Pittsburgh has had trouble with the Islanders in the past. But I, I take the Penguins and then probably Pittsburgh and Boston for the divisional final, which is nauseating to the max for me. I suppose it could change. Ovi could come back and really make a difference for the Caps, but we'll see.
0: Right. So there you have it, folks. Dave and Patrick, both very down on their teams heading into the playoffs. Surprising, right? (laughs) Right. And I I am looking forward to next week to be able to actually analyze some games uh, and see where series are. The thing I love about the NHL playoffs is the way they just sort of roll through the early rounds. Like... As soon as a round is done, they're moving on to the next one, even if in a different division they're not wrapped up with their round. And, and it's fascinating scheduling to me. So next week we'll have actual playoff hockey to talk about. We'll be able to make some observations. And that's that's always exciting. But And, and actually, I lied. Dave can talk about playoff hockey. Patrick has to work. So guess who's not going to be there for the recording at Chairshot Radio next week? Oh, that's right, Patrick O'Dowd. It looks like
1: I'll be calling PC Tony to talk playoff hockey.
0: Or, yeah, I'm sure there's a, a hockey mind out there that you could probably bring on. I know they keep pushing some folks. Um, in fact, Ray pushed uh, one of his guys on us. So I, uh, I can't remember his name, though. Is it Kyle or a Carl? Kyle. It started with a K. I think, yeah, Kyle. So <laughs> there's some possibilities K. out there. Somebody out there. It's like when I talk about a Belaz. It's just a Balaz. one. A, if I say a Belaz, I'm technically correct. So... We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we're gonna get into your team sucks. Except this time, it's your organization sucks. As we're gonna go after the NHL. Before we do the recorded commercials, it is of course my duty to remind everybody to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and check out all of the great shirts we have available for folks. We have everything from the OG chair shot logo to. Uh, various shows on our radio network, such as Bandwagon Nerds and A Winner Is You. We've got sayings from shows like hashtag save tag team wrestling and hashtag journalism. And then, of course, my personal favorite shirt, Everyone Hates Greg, in reference to our good friend Greg DeMarco. You can get a regular style shirt for around $20, or if you're feeling fancy, want your giblets to feel nice, spend the extra cash and get it soft style. That, again, keeps us going week in and week out giving you quality content so head over to pro wrestling tees forward slash for, pro wrestling com forward slash the chair shot get a shirt help us very much thank you for your support when we come back your team sucks nhl edition All right, welcome back. It is time to tell somebody they suck, so Dave, hit the sound bite. You suck. Yeah duckass. Thank you, sir. And today, we are going to talk about an entire organization, a governing body, the bread of our chair shot radio butter or the bread to our chair shot radio butter, that is the NHL. Because this past week, the NHL was a disgrace, just a straight-up disgrace. And I'm going to let Dave set the stage as to why the NHL was a straight-up disgrace this week because it was personal to Dave and his team and involving his team, the Washington Capitals and the New York Rangers. So, Dave, why don't you set the stage for everybody, and then we'll go into why we're going after the NHL today
1: sure um before i start let let's let me and i heard this on another show and i want to get the elephant in the room out of the way really quickly yeah anybody who listens to this knows i'm a washington capitals fan and i think if you asked any nhl gm out there hey would you want tom wilson on your team especially this time of year most of them would say hell yes because he he's he is a goon he's been classified as a goon but he's not your typical goon because he has skill he can shoot he can skate, he can pass, he can score, he creates a lot of problems, and he's won a Stanley Cup. That being said, what happened was the Caps and the Rangers are playing each other in a pretty meaningless series at this point. Um you've got a a a goal mouth scrum going on with uh who is it, Buknevich was down on the ice, yeah. face down, um there's a lot of stuff. Go- I mean, you know, this stuff happens. Goal line scrums happen, you know, this sort of stuff. But where it goes off the rails is in a couple places. Tom Wilson, the aforementioned, who has a history of disciplinary issues. That's the main thing to keep in mind. Oh. Yeah, a lot of disciplinary issues, including a, a 14-game suspension for an illegal check on one of the Blues players a couple years in a preseason game, no less. Yep. Um, he got suspended during the Caps Stanley Cup championship run. All that aside, so we've got somebody with a—you've got a pre-existing history here. You've got a—he's a, got a <laughs> prior offenses. So Buknevich is down in the goal crease, face down. Tom Wilson puts a stick across the back of his neck, starts punching him while he's down. that That's thats bad enough, but you can almost—I mean, in some ways you could say, okay, that shit happens. We know that a lot of cheap shots—little shots are taken at people in that situation— where it gets really bad is Artemi Panarin who's the New York Rangers leading scorer he's not a fighter folks he's trying to help his teammate out jumps on Tommy Wilson's back Panarin doesn't have the helmet on Wilson who outweighs this guy by probably a good 50 pounds throws him to the ground and then just slams him to the ice again no helmet on and the extent of the discipline that Tom Wilson faces is a $5000 fine and I think he got what like a a double minor penalty and a ten minute misconduct, not even a game misconduct, a ten minute misconduct. And so many people were calling for suspensions. And based on Tom Wilson's prior history, how do you guys like? To put it in context, the five thousand dollar fine is the same fine that Henrik Lundqvist got a couple years ago for spraying water on Sidney Crosby. So that puts right. it into context as to. What happened? And, and this was a cataclysmic, epic fail, on the part of the NHL to protect its players, to protect its player safety, and, and and just with a guy who has a prior history of this, you can't let that stand. And then to make it worse, the Rangers <laughs> go and they call out George Peros, the director of player safety for the NHL, saying how he's incompetent, how he should be fired, this and that. They get fined $250,000 for speaking out about this. It, it's just an absolute shit show. And and I, I don't know how you justify or defend sure. any of this stuff. You suck, you
0: jackass. Great. Right. There there's no justification for it. There's there's no teeth to anything the NHL did. And I think the the ultimate kick in the groin over this whole thing is what you just highlighted at the very end. So the NHL comes out soft on Anderson. Like let's call it what it is. They come up soft on Anderson. Wilson. Or Wilson, sorry, not That's Anderson. Right. Come out soft on Wilson and then they turn around and get called out for it by the Rangers. Like, hey. This is ridiculous. And this shows – it does. It's an incompetent move. And so you're like, well, then you get hit with a $250,000 fine. You 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 don't have the right to call us out. And it's just – it's insane. And it, Go back and watch everyone. That that video, like it's not like this was like a little quickie thing. Because I, I was sitting there looking at it because another suspension was handed down – uh, in a completely unrelated event, um, um, uh, Zach McCallan, or McEwen was suspended one game without pay for knee- kneeing Darnell Nurse during dur- during a game in Edmonton. And, you know, he knees him in the head like it's a bad, like it's a bad, bad hit. It deserved to be suspended. One game seemed, again, interesting. It's like one game. Like the NHL is taking this like, ah, shit happens. He shouldn't have done that, but yeah, one game—that seems plenty. Like you're needing people in the head, you're head-hunting. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead. And, and, but you go back to that Rangers captions, and that thing goes for like seven, eight minutes. Like everything gets thrown into chaos, and you get you get that, like that's the the bet five thousand dollars, and a, and a don't do that again.
1: It, it, they and I made the comment, I know we've been talking to people online about it. Part of the problem is the way the CBA is set up and and, right. and it puts it in that you get suspendable offenses when there is the intent to injure. And and you've got the the intent element of this, which is it's something we talk about in criminal law a lot, specific intent, intent right. to murder. And so you're looking at the intent to injure and and somebody somewhere felt like Tom Wilson didn't intend to injure Navich. He sure as hell intended to injure Artemi Panarin when he slams him to the ice. Season ended. His season ended. His season, his ended. season is over.
0: Right. It's so like you Panarin, get, like I don't care that they're not making the playoffs. You ended a dude's season.
1: Yeah, you get into the semantics of of what is the intent to injure the check that he did to the Blues player. I forget his name. A few years ago, bad hit, dirty as hell.
0: Yeah, and and this isn't unfamiliar for the NHL. And this is
1: one of the the one comment
0: that I made when we were kind of discussing this, and it got like we had a. Fun little discussion on Twitter with a couple of other folks, too, that were right there with us. But um, the NHL has always been soft on the player safety aspect. And so, like, I remember during the playoffs, the, Blue, the Blues run to the Cup in 2019 in both the Dallas series and in the Bruins series. We had a couple of players who got breaks with some dirty-ass hits, and they got suspended. Like and I don't want to say like they didn't get suspended. Like we were we were down a guy for two games in the Stanley Cup playoffs, if I do recall correctly. And the the name is escaping me of who it was, but it was a it was a back check into it was like into the boards and it was dirty. Like the play was nowhere near anything, and and we got caught for it. And like so so the the NHL has always kind of turned a blind eye to this, and is kind of like it's funny. The NFL takes so much took so much grief over CTE and its attention to player safety. Yet here, the NHL is still the wild, wild west. And so, for Gary Bettman to come out and say that it is terribly unfair to question George Peros's professionalism and dedication to his role and the Department of Player Safety, I disagree entirely, Mister Bettman. I think it is more than fair to question. Paros's professionalism and dedication to his role because he's doing a shitty job and it shows
1: it. it, And I mean, and talking about Tom Wilson specifically, I mean, he got suspended like for like during the caps playoff run for like two games for something he did. That wasn't nearly this bad. And and then he gets suspended for seven games earlier this year for something that wasn't really this bad. You know, it's, it's the behind the, you know, checking people into the boards and that sort of thing that tends to get the attention of these guys. But something like this doesn't, there's no rhyme or reason to what they do. There's no rhyme or reason to when somebody's suspended, there's no rhyme or reason to the length of the suspension. None of it makes sense. It's all just random. It just, it, it just seems it's such a shit show and clusterfuck as to what they do when they're talking player safety. What's a suspendable offense? How long do we suspend? And and look, I'm a huge Tom Wilson fan. I really am. But I can't defend this sort of stuff. I can't defend what he did. You know, I don't and I don't know what you do. Do you suspend him for life? That seems a little bit harsh, but he should have probably been suspended for the playoffs. And and I know and that's hard because it puts it puts the team in a really tough spot where you're like scrambling in the last week in this COVID environment, hey, replace one of your top you know, one of your top six players. One so of your enforcer. Yeah. But at the same time, this,
0: this then also comes to the question. If he, he, he's, he's actively hurting his team and when is, when is enough enough? And if you're not going to send a message, what incentive do the caps really do or any team for that matter? What incentive do they have to really tell this dude to tone it down? Right. There's just no, there's no place for it. Because if you know what the result's going to be, and you know that okay, we're still going to get him for the playoffs. Like I don't, I don't blame the Caps for just business as usual. Right. Like because it's the bed they've made, and you know whether it's the CBA, or the NHL, or a combination of the two, it's not hard to figure out, man. There's no
1: teeth there. Yeah, and, and I mean, and it's important to note Tom Wilson's not the only guy out. Brad Marchand, you mentioned oh, him earlier, he's a, yeah, piece he's, a of dirty sh- he's a dirty player right. as dirty as you. they get.
0: Every every hockey team has a player like that. Every
1: one of them does. Ryan Reeves in Las Vegas, I'm looking right at you. So
0: and that is, and I get it. It's so long been a part of the game. And this is where those old man hockey purists get this like, well, we're softening the game. It's not toughening. People are seriously getting injured, and it's showing long term effects to people after they retire. So yeah we need to change the mentality of hockey. It's the same thing with fighting. Like I get that hockey and fighting have is a part of thing. And I don't honestly feel like fighting needs to be removed from hockey entirely, but sometimes it's like, what are you doing? There's no spark there. You're just like, like in Wilson, I think is the example of where we need to figure out how to curb fighting in hockey, because there was nothing for it. There's no reason to roll anybody
1: up. There's no reason to punch anything up So, right. I mean, fights are going to happen. And hockey fights are hockey fights. And by and large, you get nothing really. I mean, like when Ovechkin got in a fight with uh, Svechnikov a couple years ago and knocked him out and knocked him out for the series. Okay, those are rare occurrences where shit like that happens. But right. Yeah, it, it's hard. You don't want to see it removed from the game because yeah, it, it can give you an emotional boost. It can charge your team up. There can be reasons to say you're not gonna push if you're getting physically dominated and you try and get in a fight and fight back and charge your team up, it does serve a useful purpose. It's different. And and people right. aren't typically getting hurt in these fights, but this was not that. This was this was a, a you know, right. they talking the NFL defenseless receivers, and Panarin was defenseless in this position, and you can't you can't have that. And if it happens like that, you've got to have repercussions. There has to be stronger ramifications in this. And this was an abysmal failure on the part of the Absolutely. on the part of the NHL. I, there's no way to sugarcoat it.
0: And so, on that note, we once again raise our glasses to you, NHL, and let you know you suck. You suck, you duck ass. All right, I think that's going to do it for this Sunday Mother's Day edition of Chair Shot Radio from myself and David Ungar to all you hockey moms out there. I hope you agree with us and that the NHL is trash, and I hope you enjoy spending time with your hockey kids watching some playoff hockey this coming week. Happy Mother's Day to all of you and may your dentist bills be cheap. Dave, tell everybody where
1: they can find you on the interwebs as we wrap up this edition of Chair Shot Radio. I love it. The NHL is trash, but tune in next week when we cover the playoffs. So <laughs> fucking A right. That's right. Uh you could can check you could check me out on Twitter at AttitudeAg. That is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash attitude of aggression.
0: And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Catch Dave and I here every Sunday for Chair Shot Radio. You can also catch us every Monday afternoon when we record or when we bring you bandwagon nerds. We are starting the hero project this week. Top 10 heroes from television series. Should be a great episode with PC Tunney and maybe Ray Cash. We'll find out. We'll know when you know. That's going to do it for Chair Shot Radio here this Sunday edition. hope everybody has a lovely day, and we will see you next week.